It's been a minute since I've seen Roy Wood Jr. He was uh, part of our Comedy Store softball team for four or five seconds? How long? Yeah, um, a season <laughs> and a half. Great two hamstring pull. And there were only nine people there, so I had to keep playing. <laughs> Brutal. But didn't we, like, sit you in the outfield? <laughs> no, you set me behind home plate as a catcher who couldn't move. Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. And then I had to drive home that night with my left foot. Oh my God, <laughs> <you poor> thing. <laughs> Santa Monica all the way back to like Sherman Oaks. That's dedication. I remember everybody being excited like, yeah, we got a black guy. I'm like, what? That's so racist. But okay. Uh, all right. Was this competitive good. softball? Well, in our minds, it was. I mean, slow, well, like the slow on. pitch style where yeah, they yeah. toss it up. All right. Yeah, but in your heart, you're still fucking trying. Yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, I'm just saying, Richie you know, being like, out, of shape, out of shape white people. Oh, absolutely. They have a chance at competing Chris at that. Chris Porter was diving Chris? for balls. Like, he's like, yeah, balls he's, out with it. Like, there's always people like that in like rec leagues where it's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm, still real to me, damn it. I'm one of them. That's, um, and that's Richie. <laughs> Remember Richie, when he used to, Richie, manager. he's a manager here. He used to uh, be my boss at a day job like 10 years ago. Oh. And he would tell everyone like, yeah, you know, my semi-pro football <laughs> and, and we were all like, what's that mean? And th- he was literally showed us a picture. I'm like, dude, are you wearing a Texas University jersey? He's like, well, with, with the you know, San Fernando Longhorns. I'm like, dude, it's not semi pro if you're just wearing That's, some random college's football jersey. People who have assembled. <laughs> yeah. Yet assembled. Once a week. Well, it's, not, it's, not let go. It's tackle. We all have helmets. I'm like, all right, mini Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> Testing the limitations of your healthcare is basically yeah, what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. And now. we don't have any, so that was amazing. Yeah, that was the especially first working for the comedy store. Did, <laughs> well, I had insurance. Didn't Madonia break his leg playing softball for yes. the comedy store? Yes. Oh, in Santa Monica, that was it was yeah. bad. His bone came out. He broke. Oh no! Yeah, it came out. Exposed. It was, it was awful. We were like, ah. Do we still play or? Uh, that's straight. Did he call an ambulance or did he like we get did. a ride? No, we called an ambulance. Like, it you're was not bad. bleeding in my car. I mean, yeah. once, once that bone pops out, we were like, people are like, all right, you know what? This seems real. This seems <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it wasn't fake like Don Barris would do. Because we, before we oh. had one where we would play other like the improv and I think a couple other, maybe, I don't think there was a Laugh Factory one. Somebody else was involved, but it was. I remember the improv, I remember the comedy store, and Don Barris would like fake injuries and stop the game. Like, we not only not won any games, we never finished a game. What, why? He's just tired. He's He's just an idiot. He's just an idiot. No, he's a goof. (laughs) He just just loves to mess with people. Oh my God. (laughs) You can't play with people like that. That's not enjoyable. I, I try not to play athletics at all. I'm on a much more competitive team in New York now with The Daily Show. We play all the other late night shows That's amazing. in town. And then some of the, some of the like, journalism. Like, we play all of the TV shows. All of the late night shows okay. are in our league. And then we play, like, Vulture and the New York Times. Right. And wow. BuzzFeed. And it's softball? Yeah, it's all. And it's, like, it's like crew 
or is it just yeah. on camera? No, it's all crew. Anybody, yeah. interns, whoever wants to come out there. Oh, that's cool. Jimmy Fallon comes out sometimes and play. Like oh, it's I just it. literally just anybody. If you are affiliated with, if you have an ID badge for that show, you come get on it. out all right. and play. And it's very like there's days where it's chill. And then there's other days where you're playing teams that are clearly using us to prepare for some more serious shit that they've got going on. <laughs> or they're mad that your ratings maybe beat them. Oh, my God. I think we played, like, Fast Company one time, and they didn't even talk to us before the game. Like, they were no. just in the zone. They were just... <laughs> it was all they love. They didn't make eye contact? After the game, it was all love. But, love like, that. that, you know, like, in football, teams uh, warm up on opposite. They split the field for warm-ups. Yeah. Like it was like that where they didn't even come over to our side of the field. And normally you just kind of mingle and hey, what's going on? How yeah. are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Unreal Not <a> word. <laughs> just straight. Do you guys steel play face. in Central Park? No, we play. Um, it's Hell's Kitchen. It's like fifty oh, yeah, second. Yeah. Clinton. Clinton Park. Mm-hmm. It's like fifty second and eleventh. Yeah, right there by the studio. That's the one where we were. I was sitting. I was on in New York working and. Uh, me and Dice, we were sitting on a bench, and it was just a little park, like you know, on the other side, like where kids are playing. And then we were sitting there, and we were just about to open sandwiches to eat, like thinking nothing of it. And there was a sign that said, "If you're not accompanied with a child, you can't sit here as an adult." And I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Oh, you guys uh, were over there creeping, yeah. eating your sandwiches, and we trying to pick up. It. We were like, "Oh, look at these kids, kids for so Epstein, cute. you sick fuck!" <laughs> you know what I used to do on the road? I used to stop and. Um, Chuck E. Cheese. I'm a big video game guy. Okay. And as video game arcades started to die in shopping malls, right? They the newest games are at Chuck E. Cheese. And like, if you don't have access to a Dave, every city's not a Dave and Buster city, right? right. So I just go in, I'm going Chuck E. Cheese just to play in the middle of the just middle of the day on a Saturday. Like, yeah, I just want to play video games. Right. And you walk in alone, and then the lady's like, "Well, who are you here with?" Oh, what, yeah, what ch- party like, are you here for? And I'm like, "Well, I'm here alone." And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I just want to play video games." Like it, it's, it's a different world. They now. can't not let you in, but you oh, are really? you are watched being like judged, a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god don't be sharing tickets with these kids yeah it just it didn't i did it like once or twice and i was like oh yeah this gotta stop <laughs> someone's got i'm starting it. to worry about me but now you know what it's gonna turn into you'll be a facebook post and some mom Absolutely. blog right hey just be just. on the lookout for this guy in yeah. your area he's creeping around and once that's the truth then there's no yeah. way to got a swing pocket that full of quarters the mob is creepy on board yeah, and I, then it's, and it's extra bad with me because I'm playing like the yeah. stupid basketball game and I'm getting tickets and I just give them to kids. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. Oh, it's just give them to kids because oh. I don't need the tickets. But now I'm basically, it's basically candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can turn it into whatever they want. They can get a back scratcher or. You're a little boy. You want some tickets? A kazoo. What's trippy though is that if I'm out with my girlfriend and we're at Dave and Buster's or something like that. I can talk to kids with no with, with no judgment whatsoever. It's almost like the parents look and see me, and then they see her, and they go, oh, well, he has somewhere to stick his dick. Right. So, <laughs> so he's not going to want. Yeah, he's not yeah. trying. He's, he's not trying he's to do He's not, not crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. So she's sitting, and my girlfriend looks good and well put together, so she seems like a type of woman that would. Sure. They seem like consenting adults. Yeah. She could be picky in the type, of, so she wouldn't pick a fucking. Yeah, lunatic. <laughs> right. But that's what I am. I'm just a big child, man. Well, how I love that. That's why you're a comic, a big child, yeah, right? Are we all big? This. 
How long have you? Oh, wait, what are you doing in town? Are you recording something? Yeah, just... I'm doing. I'm doing. Um, hell, I don't even know. If I can say. Oh. Yeah, I can say it's already. The trailer's already out. Uh, I'm doing uh, some taping for Crank Anchors. Oh, killer! For a new season Florentine, of Crank Anchors. So, yeah, is Florentine on that or. What's yeah, he, Florentine he was, was one of the OGs. Yeah. I don't know if he's on a new one. Oh, okay. um, I know they got Tracy Morgan, Tiffany Hash, a lot of the, a great. lot of the old and newbies. So I'm happy to be back. Yeah. What was your character town. on Crank? No, I'm going. I'm taping tomorrow. Oh, okay. I so I'm actually going a... to say no, no, no. They they give you. It's almost like when I did morning radio, where you can only script the first minute of a prank yeah. call. The rest of it, you don't know which way. And it's you got to go. improvise. Yeah, That's and a you can constant. and you can try with some of the. You can have a specific character and a goal to get to, but whether or not the person on the other end of the phone is going to let you get there. Yeah, because it, it, now they get seen. so, I mean, like Florentine had it down. Like you, because I learned from him, this is so weird, that like if you curse, that's when they, they can hang up. So he Correct. he was just like, just stay, even no matter how mad you get, whatever, how mad they get, like you just stay calm and don't Which curse. Which antagonizes them just, even more. Exactly. It's so bad. <laughs> But now, like with caller ID and stuff like that, how do you get away with cranking? I people? mean, you can you can mask your number, but it was I think a great thing to do. I was doing it through radio up until about 2010, and in those days, I could get a phone card for the front part of the odds. I was just getting a phone card that was a random Denver number, <laughs> and then you start using Google Voice, and then I with Google Voice. I can get a phone number that matches your area code. And nine times That's out of 10, funny. your curiosity is going to take over and you're sure. going to answer because you think it's someone local. But with the way robocalling is set up now for political campaigns, it's very hard to, to get people's attention. But yeah, I mean, they figured out a way to do it. They brought the shit back. So <laughs> That's amazing. I saw the trailer that they just put on YouTube. And so there's already like some pretty it's good really yeah funny yeah i've seen a yeah. couple of them so i was excited to there's see a lot of people that's got a lot of free time on their hands and they will entertain <laughs> idiocracy <laughs> that's true so you know it's it's fun to it's it's almost full circle to even have an opportunity to be a part of it considering that when i was doing pranks before i tried to get on and like oh. you know you you look back at a moment or something you did and you didn't even realize how inappropriate it was <laughs> Yeah, I'm familiar. Until every, every day, yeah. <laughs> so I was opening for Bobcat, and he was an EP on Crank Anchors. Okay. And knowing what I know now, he was probably a silent EP. He probably wasn't there half the time when they were doing the pranks. He wasn't right. hands-on, hands-on. I brought with me to Shreveport when we were working at the Funny Bone. I brought a stack of my prank call CDs. I had three albums that I had done and I gave them to him after the first show. Not the second show, the first show. <laughs> hey man, just want you to take these back with you to LA and make sure Tom, the guy's name was Tom Anderson who was the other EP on Crank Anchors at the time. Make sure Tom hear these, man. Cause I'm telling you, man, I got five pranks, man. Y'all can use any one of them you want and put me on the show. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't fucking know any better. And Bobcat's like, all right, man, thanks. Uh, whatever. <laughs> this is cool. That's Friday night. Saturday <laughs> oh, night. Oh, that was Friday night. Saturday night, I come back to the club, and I'm in his face. Before he's going to stay, you get a chance to listen to them pranks, man. <laughs> Did you listen to them yet? <laughs> I'm like, telling you. Go. What were you doing oh, today, man? Yeah, oh plenty of time. God. Oh, he should have fired me. <laughs> And he didn't fire He should. Him? He didn't fire oh, me. Oh, that's a good person. And, I th and years later, I thanked him. I know he didn't remember it, but I was like, just you know what? 
Thank you. Just thank you for being <laughs> you. Yeah, because I've seen comics get fired from a weekend for a lot less. It, yes, in terms of hassling the headliner. And you gave it to him like the first, like before, right after the first show. So he he started a very show to well do. Just yeah. been like, you know what? Well, I also had the delusions of Hollywood coming calling and the instantaneousness of sure. fame. So I thought that this was the you know he will hear this. And he will email it to Tom. Yeah. And then Saturday morning, I would get a call from my manager saying, hey, you're on Crank Yankers. Congratulations. You did it. Bobcat was, he was really excited to listen last night, right after the second show. Bro, the first, the first celeb I ever opened for was Tommy Davidson. Mm-hmm. And One of my favorites. He's great. But he's kind of crazy, too. I have never met that side of him. And then I only know him from the fucking comedy clubs where like yeah. he's in show mode and then flirt mode yeah. after the show so i like i only get that slice of him that's the thing i missed out in la i never got to be part of the store scene right did so you start I, in new york Is that- i started down south oh. i was 10 years down south before i even moved to la wow i stayed way too long that's where about big, uh birmingham so oh. Birmingham was my base, but I was working. Do they have a good like comedy scene down there? They have a great comedy club. <laughs> but I mean, there's a scene now, but in 98 sure. when I started, no, open mic was once a month per city in the South. Whoa. Dang. Atlanta was the only Southern city that had a weekly open mic. Memphis was once a month. Nashville was, I think, twice a month maybe. So did you have to drive to all these? Every week together? I drove. Whoa. Every week, every single week, you drive. if you want to get on stage this week, you got to drive. So three, four hours, whatever, to go do five minutes, and then you turn around and go back home. Were you, and you were doing morning radio? It's like a regular yeah, job? Yeah, I was still oh. doing morning, so I had to be back because I had to be on the air the next morning. So the general protocol was that if the gig was under five hours, I would go home. Right. So basically, there was like a four-year stretch where my Monday through Friday was essentially two, three-hour naps between four-hour driving sessions and then working so i spent there was i did the math on it over like a five-year period where i spent physically more time in my car than any other place oh sure more than my bed more than work anywhere else i was glued to the seat of my car so that was but i mean that's that's what it was that's what you had to do and so during those days you think that there's this magic bullet that will because that happened for some in the 90s. And yeah. you, you're still holding, you inherit Yeah. You inherit the your predecessor's dreams. Yeah. So you think that's what's going to happen to you. I get the call to open for Tommy Davidson. It's a two-day gig. I pack two months worth of luggage. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. All right, three weeks. Let's just say three weeks. I okay. grossly overpacked because in my mind, the way it was going to go was that I was going to open for Tommy Davidson sure. and it was going to be so amazing that on Sunday night, he was going to go come back to L.A. with me. Like literally, I thought yeah. that's how. Yeah. Yep. It works. He uh, goes, "I've chosen you." Every show, you're like, "This is the break." Yeah, it's this the, the Chris break. Rock, Eddie Murphy back of the club. Yep. Yeah. Eddie's here. Can I please have three minutes? Chris Rock goes up and then gets Beverly Hills Cop. Like you think that that's going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. What we doing? Yeah. Tommy Davidson came to me Sunday night and he goes, "Hey man, didn't see any of your shit, but they said you did a good job. So keep man. it up." And he just walks off, and I'm oh. si- and I had brought my luggage to the club. <laughs> he, he probably already bought my ticket. You know, Yo. I was sitting next to him first class. Yo, 
That was the what loneliest was ride. This is the Charlotte yes. Comedy Zone on Independence Boulevard, the old comedy zone. I, listen, I still believe that that's going to happen for me every show I do. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be the time. I'm, I'm going to get a manager now. It's only been 17 years that oh, I haven't had one. It was the loneliest ride back to the oh bus station in Charlotte. <laughs> and then you take the city. I have to take the city bus right. to the bus station. It's like ten o'clock at night on a Sunday, and I'm just sitting just there with lugging, my luggage. luggage. <laughs> yeah, just don't touch this. Trying to look positive yeah. <laughs> somehow. I'm not homeless. I swear. Tommy, I he- Tommy heard that I did good. Yeah, that's, so. that's what I thought, but no, I was grossly mistaken. <laughs> that's why it's so funny when I meet young comics, and, and I guess in a way it's an honor. You but, see the uh, excitement that same. Hey man, did hope. you watch my set? Yeah. Did you watch? Did you see me up there, man? You saw you saw me doing my thing, right? Did you see me? And you're like, uh, hey, man, <laughs> I didn't see none of your shit. But they said you did good. <laughs> now you're Tommy Davis. Good for you. It's full Damn. circle. It finally, it's the wire. It finally came around. Come. Yeah. It's the wire. No, That's but great I, reference. I do try to stay connected with the young comics because it keeps me young, keeps me. Sure, they keep you on your toes. I was just telling him. I, I was working in Canada last week at the comic strip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this kid went 19 years old. He's two years in. He quit school. Unbelievable. He's like a Norm MacDonald kind of young. And I, yeah. I asked him, I go, hey, and he was good. Like his great, you can see he's green, but still he's it's got there. a great yeah. joke. Yeah, and he just the excitement and uh i said um how long i know i said who's your favorite comic and he's like oh uh norm mcdonald and i was like oh yeah i can see that like you, you know his yeah. influence. yeah he's still but he's it, writing as if he is norm mcdonald at this point not really but i i can't explain like he looks like him i mean i guess he's canadian and white they so all look the same. Well, that first those first couple of years is just all imitating exactly your idols and yeah you. he'll grow out of it but he, but he was really good, and I was like, "Damn, he's nineteen, you know." And even like working here now, shut him down. I told you, call him, tell him to get <laughs> no out, more get comics. back to college. We, we are, we are over. <laughs> we're full. We're full. Comics. <laughs> I talked to the president of comedy. We're full. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of comics now, right? I mean, do you feel like because of this boom, if you will, that there's more people trying to do stand up? There's more people trying. I think it'll make the top 10% better. Because yeah. only 10% really yeah. is, if I'm going to be generous and we're going to count road comics who aren't of the industry, I'd say only 20% of all comics working are able to solely pay all bills strictly with a microphone. Right. And of those comics, if they do not evolve and keep writing and growing, they will be eclipsed by someone that can either sell Certainly. more tickets than them or who can rip the show yeah. harder than they can. And yeah. that will eventually rear his head. It'll so eliminate. Is there is there saturation of performers? Yes. Right. Um, but the difference now to me is that there's more places to perform for the niche, you know, comics. Yeah. You know, because I came up in a time where if you were alt you just would go to a regular comedy club and bomb. Like I think that's exactly. part of what created the alt, that whole alt scene. Scenes, they were yeah. like, "Fuck that! I'm not going over there and dealing with these two drink assholes who just want to hear football and fart jokes." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm talking about some other shit. And I think that's kind of how that scene kind of blossomed. Yeah. So if you're a comic of that style, there's a place for you. So the right. feeling that you what you have to offer could fit in somewhere. 
you're probably quicker to jump on board and go, yeah, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. I'll try some comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what everybody knows. So. Comedy when I I remember that I wasn't a comic when that kind of hit, but I remember being here as a waitress and watching people showcase a few pretty famous alt comics now. But I watch them and I'd be like, "Well, this just doesn't fit in here." And I didn't know what was wrong with them. I thought they were just because like I wasn't a comic. Yeah, I just knew what worked at the store because I would sit with Mitzi and watch her showcase people, and I'd be like. Oh, that's terrible. There really are no punchlines on that. My that's... first exposure to alt comedy was when I got Montreal in 06. Okay. And Reggie Watts was on our New Faces. Mm-hmm. He was in our group of New Face uh, comedians that year. And I remember seeing Reggie for the first time. And that was the first time where I couldn't find the punchline. And not <laughs> understanding like... that the punchline is the, story? the entirety of <laughs> yeah, the story. yeah. yeah this entire thing is a punchline. Like right. this is, there are moments within it and like he's playing with the synthesizer and the noises and the jokes and the stories and calling back to other shit. Like, and I just, I'd never seen anything like right. it before. So I couldn't even, I couldn't yeah, even understand how to doing? fucking yeah. process it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like a new food from another country with a different, flair yeah and yeah. some shit's moving on the plate but you eat it with your hand but you have to bash it with this thing first. <laughs> it's like what i just wanted a Wait. burger i'm just used to burgers yeah what the fuck is this and so i think there just became more and more of a place yeah and they're seeing blue for up comics for to be different yeah. you know so there's a lot there's a lot more comics there's a lot more places to perform there's, and you're also dealing with a lot of Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say that digital comics who I'm so disturbed blur, by the you know, they blurred the line. The YouTube <laughs> people who have tons of followers and so they sell out clubs. Oh yeah. I I, I was just thinking of the dude in Phoenix telling us we were there for the oh, All yeah, Things Comedy right. Podcast Festival. He said, Yeah, we had these three YouTube stars come two weeks ago, sold out six or three days. Two shows a day, or six shows they sold out in like an hour and a half. Yeah, and they each did, I think you said seven minutes, yeah. and then they do meet, meet and greet. greet for an hour. The rest of it, yeah. yeah. The rest of it is hugs and kisses, and the kids leave happy. Yeah, everyone's the happy. Parents can share less. Eighty dollars a ticket. Yeah, and they don't. The people consuming that don't know that what they got isn't the best form of what they saw. Right. right. They're, they're, they're just into the celebrity of it. It's like, like this is just what they like, so if this is what you're into, okay, fine. The the thing where I say that, I feel like there is a worth to some of that with regards to it still being in the comedy clubs is because it helps keep the lights on for the good comics. They can't right. sell tickets yet. They need three, four years. You need three, four trips through a market to Build sell tickets and, become, yeah. par- and, and to yeah. become profitable because if you're not making any money for the club – it's only so many times they can bring you through before they have to book somebody that's going to sell tickets. Yeah. Right. Their that's loyalty the is to line. keeping the doors open. And I think our loyalty is to the game. And we forget that club owners have a business. Yeah. It's all right. You can be loyal to the game and just keep booking the comics that you know they're solid and that people love. But then it becomes a struggle sometimes to always put asses in the seats if it's not connecting. There's a club. Shit, man. I don't even know if it's still there. I believe it is. I should Google it real quick. <laughs> He's I don't looking get, it up. I, don't I love get it. Internet down here. Well, where is it? <laughs> oh, you might. Um, it the Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton, Wisconsin. It is still and, there. Brett's giving you the thumbs up. That means okay. he works it. The Good unbookables deal. work it. 
So <laughs> before he sold it, the homie Cliff Dietrich, uh, Cliff was a diehard comedy nerd. Okay. And that club has been around since like the 80s and 90s boom. It's a it's one of the OG rooms. Okay. And there's just certain acts. He don't care what they sell. He don't care what their numbers are. If it ain't if it ain't that real shit, he ain't booking it. Wow. Period. He don't care if you eighty dollars a ticket. Don't care. Won't book it. Oh, I love that. But also hurts. It also hurts because <laughs> hurts his business. Hurts his business. <clears throat> but on that principle, that's what he always stood on. I mean, eventually ended up selling the club. I don't know what they book now. I haven't had an opportunity to really check the lineups lately. But mm. there's some club owners that are like that. But you know, I just wish that. I just wish there was more of a. I can't remember who I was talking with about this a couple of days ago. I wish there was more of a desire to learn from the youngins than completely dismissing them. Because what the fuck are they doing that's making people come for $80 a ticket? Like I've, right. I've shown up to clubs where they do the 6, 6 p.m. kid show before my 8 p.m. first mm-hmm. show. Right. And there's still like 12-year-olds in the lobby waiting <laughs> to get some shit signed. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in the corner like, what am yeah. I've been doing this 18 years. So I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to go home and Google this little bitch and figure out well, what the <laughs> fuck. No, I agree. And stylistically, I can't emulate that. But if they're the basic, the core basics of the Internet in terms of content creation are make it funny and make it consistent. And quick. Yes. They and like if you quick, do that. Quick. Often enough and long enough, but then the trick becomes if your comedy is brainy, how do you do something that's quick, that's also deep, and also properly represents your greater brand? If you figure out that Rubik's Cube, <laughs> then you have... Without peeling off the stickers? Yeah. without a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll peel off stickers all day. Yeah. I mean, and I'll be honest, man. Some of that shit is just goofy and weird, and there's YouTubers that go on stage and just talk, and there's no punchlines, and mm-hmm. people are cool with that. The thing that I don't like, though, is that because they're not dedicated to the art of the performance, there are a lot of people, and this is the downside to it, there are a lot of people where this is their first time experiencing live performance. Yeah. Because a lot of people that create content strictly for the internet, they're catering to some of the audience that doesn't really plug into the outside world. The computer is my world. This is what I fuck with. This is what I do. So for them to finally be convinced to come outside and go see something and it's lackluster. <laughs> They're not going to go out It's again. a reflection on stand-up. It's not a reflection yeah. on, oh, that performer was bad. They right. just go, oh, I went to that comedy club and didn't have a like good time. Yeah. yeah. If someone's going to say, hey, you want to go to the, you know, the chuckle bin this week? And they go, no. I, no, I, I, I saw two months dog backflip, <laughs> man. <laughs> Gary dog backflip. Yeah, I saw you Gary dog backflip. So no, I'm not going to go see this No hate on, on Gary either because in terms of dog you know backflipping, he's the best of the best. <laughs> is that a real person? No. That would be hilarious if it was. I'm like, oh my, I'm so bad at knowing. Some, some person sitting in Missouri right now going, <laughs> I could do Gary the dog backflipper. It, it is weird. Like if you could figure out the, I guess the algorithm, like the, to how they, I don't, yeah, and then that algorithm changes. You know, there's just a way to figure out where technology intersects with what you do. You know? I, it's hard for me. I grew up in a typewriter store, so the transition is tough. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, we do these little, uh, I tour with Dice a lot, so mm-hmm. we do these little videos, and they're 
really dumb. I mean, but we have fun doing them because we're always arguing. So we're like this old bickering couple. Nice. And uh, they're, I don't know, 40 seconds. And people go crazy from them. The best is... Uh, we like, got rushed in a mall in West Nyack by a bunch of kids. Twice in one day. We were like, yeah, what's they, happening those right Those kids now? looked like Teenagers. they were like 14. Yeah. And they're like telling Dice. He's like, and you know who I am? The kid's like, yeah, I follow yeah, you on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. And so then Dice is filming him, and then Eleanor comes up and she's like, What are you doing? Because he's talking to kids, the kids at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Eleanor, the these kids. are my friends. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have child friends. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, They're my friend. And then one of them, uh, one of the kids, his uncle works for Howard Stern, mm-hmm. uh, Shuley. So he was like, Yeah, you know my uncle, Shuley. And Andrew was like, Oh, yeah. Like, how do you know Shul? Like, it just, yeah. it was like two worlds colliding, and this young kid. You know, pimple face. He was wearing a shirt that said "Virginity Rocks." We're like, I don't. Okay, <laughs> but you're a Dice fan, all right? I yeah. You might not listen fully to his act, so that's the new fan. <laughs> yeah, again, I, the, the way they acted, it was like they were unfamiliar with Dice, the comedian who but sold out Madison Instagram. Square Garden. Yeah, but they just know him yeah. as that guy. He was in a movie with Lady Gaga recently, right? And he does funny videos on yeah, you're Instagram. Just a, the funny old dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the kids who know Will Smith is an actor and not a rapper. Right. Yeah. To me, Will Smith will always be He's a all, rapper yeah. who started, started acting. Started acting. Yeah. Same. Well, I'm a Philly girl, so yeah. He's, yeah. You know, one of the local heroes, if you will. Yeah. I, I just think there's a way to look at what they do. That's the thing. I feel like Dane Cook doesn't get enough credit for because everybody was so busy hating him that they didn't want to tip the hat to the fact that he figured out a way to in the, on MySpace, MySpace. Yeah. To like, intersect the tech with the with the branding he figured it out first kind of correct don't you think like he correct we should all hate him just because he's responsible for the social media no i'm kidding yeah uh but no i'm serious like what he did was pretty amazing though he threw his car keys at me once huh oh that's true i don't support him that's different (laughs) i wasn't even working the parking lot that was the insulting part both things can be true (laughs) well he's not a regular here so you don't get to throw keys unless you're a regular here yeah (laughs) you you can only throw keys at the guy who's making twenty dollars a shift if yeah. you got passed yes. to make twenty dollars a set, but because you're doing Louis Anderson's show, <laughs> and I've already had to deal with Louis Anderson telling me I should come swim in his pool. <laughs> oh my! I'm God. not putting up with this. This is taking a turn. <laughs> Hold on a second. Louis's a good guy. He's a regular. You get in that pool. Oh, Lu- Louis's great. I have no problem with Louis. Now, now I'm older, and he doesn't want me to come swimming. So <laughs> it's a whole different thing. <laughs> So it hurts. It hurts yeah, a different now, way. Yeah. Now I just feel bad about who I am. Got you know? it. Got it. So when you you started in Alabama, yeah. right? And then you went to New York or? I went to LA. I came out here. Oh, you came so to LA first. I was, which was a mistake. I should have gone to New York because it would have made my comedy muscle stronger. But I had the TV dreams. and Of course. Well, cast. Tommy Davidson, you had I'm his address. Take an acting class. And then I'm get on a sitcom. <laughs> What acting class? Immediately, I've taken Leslie so Kahn, many. Oh, know. one of my favorites. Immediately, I come out here and then I book like ninety colleges. Oh, so wow. I'm living in L.A., but I'm on the road twenty five days a month, just doing colleges because that's how I'm affording to live in L.A. So it's one big fucking push. Yeah. And wow. I sh- like, like you're here, but get out. God, I wish Damn. I could talk to all the young comics. Like, Do it. They, they listen. Like, like I, I like if you're gonna be here, you have to be here. I get There's it. no point in paying to live here but if you're not. The problem was that I'd been down south for nine years, and I was finally starting to headline rooms and co-headlining closing rooms. And I was, to, again, you inherit 
your predecessor's goals, which is the worst thing that you could do. So my thought was, well, I'm headlining, so I have to keep headlining because if I don't headline, yeah. if I don't take the weeks they give me, all this work will be for naught. Right. And I'll get demoted back to yeah. feature or co I'm in LA, but I've got to go. I got to go. And you're doing like five, you know, four night runs. I'm doing like four, I'm doing like Thursday through Sunday comedy clubs. And then I'm tacking on a Wednesday at a college. Wow. Or a Monday at a college, you know, so that. Right. I missed, I failed to see the importance of the networking aspects in Los Angeles. That was my biggest mistake. But I never understood the value of networking because I'm from a region where networking is not the norm. Right. You sure. don't hang after a show. You go the go. fuck home and go to sleep. You got you, a day job. You got a you day got, job. You got to yeah. drive. You have the next gig. Like you're doing five cities. You're doing four cities in five days in some of these yeah. southern runs. So it's not the same city every night. It's not the same headliner every night sometimes. Right. Like I remember Tom Sobel runs. Oh, my God. Comedy Caravan. They would. You would work four nights in a week, and okay. you would be with two or three different headliners oh, that week. Is, what's that called? A tip? like a run? Like yeah. a, well, the, a triple run, but triple was more of Diff- a Western, West Coast. Oh, okay. He's a West Coast guy, but like these club owners, like you would do, like say a week run might be Lexington, Kentucky on a Monday, Pikeville, Kentucky. You do Prestonburg, and then you do Charleston, West Virginia, Friday, Saturday. Wow! So that's five. You know, five nights. Five nights of performing over the course of like say six days, and you'll be with a different airline. So there's no rapport built, and you see guys, and you know them, yeah. and you remember them. But all of your peers are gone. You are essentially alone. It, like the difference is, East Big City. To be a new comic in a big city is to go to a public school. To be a new comic in the Midwest is to be homeschooled. Oh. Okay. So you're by yourself. You're still learning yeah. the job. But you're by yourself. You're by you're... yourself. So other than a couple comics in your city, and it's a little different now because all these cities have more scenes. Nashville. Nashville, Nashville has great. a legitimate scene. Yeah. Yeah. 1998, it was fucking Zanies. The end. That was it. Period. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a local comic, you might hang out on the one open mic night, but the rest of the month, you motherfuckers is gone, zigzagging. Yeah. And then when you see each other in a month, you come back and you share road stories. But that week-to-week connecting and then making these friendships and then collaborating and creating these cool projects and have the people that work together now have always worked together or met in some way back in the... Like when you watch Comedians in Cars, like you can yeah. tell when Jerry's talking to somebody that's really from his fucking old days. Exactly. His mood is different. different. Like his vibe Everything. is different. Yeah. Like yeah. it's fucking Mario Wait. Joyner. Like it's just a different fucking up. They, up. they yeah. finish each other's sentences. They know. He's happier talking to Gary Shandling on right. that one than he was talking to the newer comics. Right. Yeah. You can just tell. And it's like he respects them, the new guy. Like I There's love peers. that he puts Sebastian yeah. on. You know, that's There's great. no history. So it's just exactly. a different feel. Yeah. And so when you're a comic from the South, you just don't have that. You don't have, like, at least I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have that. So. I came out here, so south for nine years. I came to L.A. I was here for seven. The last three or four were good. I booked Sullivan and Son. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's With right. uh, Steve Byrne and the boys. That was Steve's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Steve, man, Steve. Pre, backwards. Pre-losing his shit, Owen. 
Oh yeah, still oh, able to communicate uh, with human beings. Yeah. Owen, Ahmed Ahmed was in Benjamin. the mix on that one. Ahmed Ahmed, yeah, a lot of people were on that. Was great. Yeah, that was a good time. And so then um, I made the decision. Like I was booking some stuff, but uh, L.A. was just okay. I mean, I made a lot of friendships, but just career wise, I feel like I wasn't going mm-hmm. anywhere. So I just made the decision to move to New York. And around the same time I made the decision to move to New York, I booked The Daily Show. That's amazing. So I was like, oh, oh see, I okay, thought you well, moved I'm to New York because you booked The Daily Show. No, that's I great. Already, it was oh, okay. already in the car. I, if I'm going to work 20 days a month, because I also started adding back road work at this point. Because okay. the sitcom had gotten canceled. And so I was doing a few more colleges, but I couldn't do as many colleges because I was older now. And my material was turning. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I couldn't maintain youthful material, and that's something I still struggle with. Like, I cannot fake for an hour the material that Who you could? want to hear. Yeah. yeah. You'd be surprised. Well, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but those guys. For a nickel, yeah, you're right. But those guys are, that's what they do. So yeah. it's, they put a face on, and then they go do these colleges and. Yeah. Relate to 19-year-olds. There's some that just know how to do it, and that's who they are. And then there's others that it's straight up a face. And the moment the show ends, they go get slammed somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Cause, and curse them out on the campus. Yeah, you get that. That shit eats at you. <laughs> so I just figure, fuck it, man. I'll be closer to the gigs, shorter flights. Yeah, know, right. Things like that. And then, you know, two, three things led to another and fucking booked the shit. That's amazing. What, what was your Neil showcase Brennan. like here? Oh, wait, what did Neil Brennan? I'm saying Neil Brennan was the one that took my name to Trevor Noah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. He and was so, here one night, Trevor. Uh, I think he was watching Mike Costa. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trevor comes in and watches all the comics and stuff. Which was great. Yeah, but I think yeah. it was right when Mike was getting hired or right before he got hired. Yeah, Something that's when they like come that. sniffing. Yeah, and they it, did the same thing with me in New York. Yeah, I was like, whoa, and, and Mike was killing, thank God. Because so, I was like, oh, that's amazing that randomly he's just here, but I think Mike knew. Because, you know, you put your, your big yeah. game face on. I'm still convinced you're... that's what I'm going to get discovered when someone comes <laughs> to see someone who's put in the effort with... to get discovered. <laughs> he was sitting with Chris Spencer in the back, so I didn't know if he was here to see Chris or Mike, but Mike was annihilating, and I was like, oh, thrilled Perfect. that he's seeing this so uh yeah that's pretty impressive yeah, and the or being packed versus when you know i i was a waitress here when there was nobody here and mm-hmm. the comics would showcase for industry or whatever and there'd be like i don't know eight people in the audience yeah i mean and then an industry guy in the back going yeah this is interesting uh there's only eight people because <laughs> the industry guy was there <laughs> You're right. and he's looking around like did the- <laughs> Do they know Are the they club's open? open? What's going on here? Yikes. I remember someone uh, having, someone from CBS, I think, came to see him. This is like 2005, 2004. The, the, we call it the dark years because yeah. there, was, there was never Nobody anyone was here. Nobody was here. Mm. So someone foolishly decided to do the showcase at the comedy store and they got it worked out. They put them on the side, pop in or whatever, so they go up whenever. <laughs> the and showcase the, spot. Yeah, the... Uh, the executive came in and they said yeah i'm here to see so and so and they sat him and then we waited probably another 20 minutes because we couldn't start till there were six people that's right and he was he was one of four and then at a certain (laughs) point someone's like yeah that guy's getting restless he keeps asking why we haven't started the show and then they got here and it was like it was probably he probably sat there for an hour 
before the the comic came to see was like i'm not going up in front of to do this if there's six, six people feet. here including the guy i refused to bomb yeah he was just like it's gonna be terrible because i'm i'm not gonna get anything out of it and so eventually the, the guy came and he says do you know so-and-so here and i said yeah, he's he's supposed to be here, but I'm not sure it's going to oh. be. He, I, you know, if you see him, would you tell him I'll, I'll just come back and see him another time? Oh, like, All right. Smart. Yeah. Dude, went, yeah we just... In the back, I said, yeah, yeah, he left. He said he's coming another time. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough times, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, here was dark. That's why I was curious what year you came out here. And did you showcase? I showcased a lot. With you Tommy know, or Mitzi or I, both? I showcased with Tommy. And so Tommy's thing, and here here's... No. Here's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Rick Here's does a Tommy that people go crazy from. So <laughs> at the time I you know, and I, I understand the legend of the store. It's new it's it's something that I liken to the comedy seller in New York in terms of the legacy and the history and its storied lineups and the worth of being considered yeah. worthy of being on the stage. Fine. So I would, Burn got me the vouch for Tommy. Okay. That's a good one. He liked him a lot. And so I go to Tommy and I come by on a Monday and Tommy is basically saying, you know, yeah, come by. We'll watch you. Whatever, whatever. Okay. Hang out. Okay. Hang out. That's what he said. I was always to see you around. Yeah. Okay. Fine. (laughs) So I come for, I come on Mondays. And I'll hang from like 8 to 10. Sometimes they slap me in. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I didn't get up. Okay. I get it. I drove for 10 years in a car. I understand the process of this room, and it is different and blah, 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 blah. And after about three months of just coming every fucking Monday, and sometimes getting eight minutes, sometimes not, I was just like, you know, it is fine. Everything for everybody. Like, it's not... Yeah. I wasn't even mad. I you have things going on. Motherfuckers get, that's the other thing, bro. Is you that gotta keep. My nigga, I'm missing sets that I could be doing exactly. other places. Yeah. And this city doesn't give you that opportunity. Like, it's different if you're hungry and you got nowhere else to be. You're going up in laundry mats and Redondo. <laughs> yeah. Out there, it's so, like, yeah. no, I, I would rather go to, I would rather drive all the way to Hermosa in those same three hours, do 10 minutes, be treated like a human being. Yeah. Yep. Get fed for free. Yep. Quality fucking ribeye yeah <laughs> and then drive all the way back to panorama yeah. city i would rather do yeah. that yeah. every monday dude tommy so, he was so delusional in that era that's the same power, time yeah burn also recommended uh burt kreischer and <gasps> tommy he, so he told tommy you know burt kreischer he, he does well on the road he has comedy central thing so i right, well, have him call so burt calls and was like yeah you know steve Said he talked to you about me. He's like, yeah, we could uh, maybe start, get you parking cars here. What? And Christ was like, no, listen, man. I've, I have I've a TV comedy, show. Yeah, I've had like, comedy specials. I'm not, you know, I'm not like a 21-year-old kid. He I, had I that have, travel show at the yeah. time, I think. He said, I have yeah. I have a family. I'm not parking cars. <laughs> oh, you think you're bigger than the club? He's oh. like, no, I just think I'm better than parking cars at the club. <laughs> So Bert hung up on him, then he called him back. You don't hang up on the comedy store. <laughs> you're like, you're not, you're not the comedy store, man. You're, you're a guy who works there. Yeah, I. Yeah, he was a little nutty. So yeah, I was just so curious I mean, that, if he gave that you. That was the hazing, and so okay. I just, I was like, you know what? 
that this is fine. I'm not going to do it. No uncomfortable racial slurs because those happen a lot. I heard I heard about that, okay. but I mean, he never hit me with that flavor. But I just I just took it as okay. You're power hungry and you want to keep your thumb on everybody. That's so. The, yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly basically what it. Was. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped I fucking didn't with discover it. you. <laughs> but then I would just do everybody's produce shows. Right. So I was still getting Smart. on here. Yeah. So I would do fucking Tuesday. I'd do the Thursday upstairs. I'd do mm-hmm. the fucking roast battle. I'd do the fucking. Um, there's so many other shows. Yeah, there's, now. there's a yeah. thousand other shows. I like. I don't give a fuck about my name being painted on the wall, man. I, I just want to get on stage as much as I can yeah. and try and stay and get better. And so then he would see me on those nights and go, eh, I haven't seen you around. Uh, and I go, yeah, man, I'm doing Busy. Too. Yeah, I just I'm a comedian, so <laughs> so I just yeah. left it at that. And then when the and then I guess there was a change in change in the guard here. Yeah. And so well, then, I got set up. <laughs> That's not true. Tommy. <laughs> That's not what happened at all. Well, they, you got to calm down. There was politics involved. Yeah, I stole thousands of dollars. Yeah, that was wrong, Tommy. Well, <laughs> so yeah, apparently there was a change in the guard, and so Adam Adam fucked with me, and he made shit right. Yeah, Adam, that's what we love about Adam is he l- loves comedy, like and knows it. Do you well, know what I mean, yeah. and you don't yeah. care if he's the guy who developed you or didn't. Yeah. He likes putting on the lineups that thrill I, the crowd. I, I like when they, uh, you know, I think they put it on Twitter or something. New the new paid regulars, and you're on there. I was so confused because I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, he's not a paid regular. Nope. I just always assumed, I guess, but. Nope. But then I, I came around enough and was on enough shows, and yeah. it was, it was fine. I mean, it's not. He's even a comedy store softball team player. That's what I mean. I just always assumed <laughs> you were a regular. There's a comedy club in North Carolina that still thinks I'm a feature act. No, I should feature. So it's just it's the game, man. Yeah. It's gonna be somebody who's gonna fuck with you. You're right. I mean, you gotta find, and well, I think people should listen to you. Have to find the people that fuck with you, if you will. Yeah, that's what you, I've how you never. Say it, but. I don't know. I've just never taken offense to rejection because a lot of it is just your own personal issues. It ain't got nothing to do yeah, with me. you're right. So I have to do what's what's most efficient for me on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is yeah. I would rather go to Flappers. Yeah. Then watch an open mic that you might not well, get on. Well, I know at Flappers, I'm gonna get on stage twice. Yeah, maybe three times if somebody no shows. Right. And right. it's a better hang. The comics are treated more. I, I enjoyed hanging out there more. Yeah. Like Flappers was Flappers always. And like, plus, it was new back then, so yeah, they were really exactly. into it. Yeah. So that was the spot where it was a good mix of newbies and vets. So I mm-hmm. felt like I got a good balance of hanging with people I knew while being inspired by younger people coming up yep. and. They were always just nice to me. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'll just, there's other shit. Yeah, fuck this. I'll this ain't to... the only club. And that's what people forget. Yeah. That it, it, They focus so much on, like, I got my name on that wall. Why? You, there's a lot of names on that wall that ain't so great. Uh, Mitzi uh, realized she made a mistake, but too late <laughs> to get the black paint out and paint over their names. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, it, Tommy's was always crazy with that. Well, I really have to want to be a part of this club. I'm like, I, a lot of people just want to be work. comedians they like, just want to work it's not it i feel like he really he really wanted the like Some 1985 yeah even 70s where it was like the you only were, club in town yeah, it was, it was like, this in uh, the improv maybe one other yeah the ice house i think was golden there. age of, and hermosa you got to be loyal to the club see yeah <laughs> that's what i mean man you inherit your predecessor's traditions and goals man. yeah that's true that's not a desire to evolve but thank god you evolved and 
now are on the Daily Show yes. and Crank Yankers and always working. working and do you still? So are you on three shows on Comedy Central? Yeah. Good yeah. boy. So you have yeah. the. Oh, this is not happening. Yeah. Hopefully are they still that doing comes that? back. Hopefully okay. it comes back. We just ran the last episodes this summer. Yeah. So they're still deciding and whatever. Right. They're, yeah, it was great. I went to a taping. Analytics yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and that's and that's also a big shout out to Ari Shafir. For, yeah, for being cool about that because that situation could have really went sideways with me hosting, but it didn't. Yeah. No, because I, I think he was just—I mean, he understood what he—you know what—he wanted something different, and it was time for him to walk away from yeah. it. Yeah, and we had a we had a long conversation before I took the before I took that gig anyway. So yeah. We had like a, okay. One on, we talked for like two hours. Yeah, Ari's a good friend of ours because we yeah. all worked here together for years. I mean, mm-hmm. people think I went on a date with him, but I didn't. It was and a I'd date. Like clear that it was a date. It wasn't sure? a date. It wasn't a date. Oh, look at the guys! Yeah. Two guys teaming up on the girl. It wasn't a date. <laughs> was it food? It was, yes. Did 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 he? I got pay? bit by a dog. No. He didn't pay. No, well, it's Ari. Oh, so that doesn't count. Yeah. And Dutch, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I got bit by a dog. <laughs> and I'm getting accused of dating. Obviously, Ari. you've never been on a date with Ari. If you think getting <laughs> bit by a dog, dog doesn't yeah. count as well, a date, uh, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's my dog. But, it bit you. <laughs> but I heard, um, was it at Skankfest where he came out naked? Yeah, he's that was such like an the, idiot. Yeah, that he was loves like to be our, naked. That was our bonding moment. <laughs> it, you know, in a weird, just bring you closer together. What you know, what that, what that cemented in a weird way. So you know, there are a lot of people that are very upset that i was hosting yeah because they don't understand and ari's fans are, are they're little, questionably psychotic some yeah. of them motivated yeah. i would just call <laughs> yeah, them yeah, motivated yeah. and they have ways <laughs> of finding your inbox yeah okay <gasps> that's crazy um so it wasn't it wasn't anything worse or different than what i used to, of what i've gotten on a daily show so just it never okay. i get it he's your friend and he's not hosting the thing you like so you're mad at your stepdad that's fine right, right. It's the same shit Trevor got in the early days. Oh, with John. John. So yeah. I, I, I've seen that. Why don't people understand how it works? Like, because because people not, want they, people want what they're used to. Yeah. If they've settled in, like we're not talking about savvy people. We're talking about people whose life is based on they consistently do the same thing every well, night for ten years. Yeah. yeah. Apple took the headphone jack off of a phone, and yes. people lost their shoes. <laughs> no one wants change. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that's fine. But, like, there there was always the lob of you, the assumption that Ari and I had beef. Okay. We've exactly. never been further from it. Always been cool. We've done shows together yeah. numerous times over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Always sure. bumping into each other. And it's all, a, but no fan sees that. And they I'm don't not, know, yeah. And I'm also not going to go and take a selfie with Ari and post and go, see, look, we're, we're fr- good yeah. friends. That's, that's, that's fuck dumb. shit. You yeah, you're an that. adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just live your life. Yeah. If, that's what they, if that's their narrative, you just got to let them live that. You can't change that. Yeah. So Skankfest happens. I go, Ari performed before me mm-hmm. with clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And then I come out on stage to do my song or whatever. We're doing... Um, the comedy jam. Yeah, we're doing comedy right. jam. So I'm getting ready to sing a song. And then somebody, just somebody in the back of the room just goes, get Ari back out here. Idiots. But it wasn't on some, it wasn't on some, we enjoyed his performance. It it wasn't on some, we enjoyed Ari so much, I don't even want to see what this guy, it's, that's the fucking guy that stole the show. Get Ari back out here. 
so we can, yeah, yeah, we'll get the we'll, we'll get this, this mob started. Tension, yeah, yeah. And then I heard the motherfucker say, and I go, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Let's get Ari back out here. And the crowd fucking roars, and fucking start singing the song. And this motherfucker comes out on stage, butt ass naked. Stupid. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> God, I wish I wish I knew what Ari looked tampon. like naked. <laughs> And I just stand to the side of the stage. You do your gig. Always respect the set for the people who paid. <laughs> so I do my time. Right. You did your thing. I do my time way over here. <laughs> I'm feeling you. And Ari's way over there. Yes. Sick. Separate. Dancing butt naked. Mm-hmm. But that, if there was ever a moment to illustrate to the people that he and I have never had beef. You're fine. It, was, fun. it yeah. was that moment. Yeah. 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 So in a weird way, it was like, all right, that had to happen so that these fuckers will let go yeah. of this. One asshole's shit. in the back, like, oh, there's, there's going to be a fight. And they're like, nope, Ari's just dancing naked. And and he's, he's singing. Cool with it. Wow, they're friends. <laughs> yeah, wait it a minute. It seems like they're okay with each Did other. Did we create something that wasn't really there? Exactly. It is. Yeah. And so, you know, and since then, I haven't gotten any fucking bullshit mail. There you go. So yeah, because you know, travels. They do get like a little crazy. Like I do a podcast with Danish and O'Neill. These guys are so crazy. They're fans constantly will throw like I get emails. I get DMs. I'm like, how did you? What? How, who are the you? Only, but they're great, but they're crazy. The only hate mail that concerns me is people who who email me based on what they think I am. Exactly. That's scary. It's like a guy sent me a message on a platform. I was, oh. A guy sent me a message and it's basically people like you are the ones who are da 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 some anti-political shit. Right. I bet you're one of those guys who, and it's like a list of five things of which four of them don't even, I'm not that, I'm not that, I don't believe in that, I don't, like, yeah. but you're just angry and you just needed an outlet. You needed someone to vent to, so you know what, man, I'll be that tonight. Go and send me this email. <laughs> and this is, is this from that Daily Show thing you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, and that's all, but that's all, anytime a Daily Show piece airs, right? or I do something on a Daily Show, especially if it's on race. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm gonna catch a couple. I'm gonna catch two, three bullets that night. Yeah, I know I'm gonna really? crack open the Facebook or something. And there's gonna be somebody talking shit. But again, that's all in the game. Yeah, right. that's just what it is. That's what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Yeah, keep your profile low. Yeah, get on cupcake wars. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> because on uh, the Daily Show, I mean, that's they think whatever you're saying is your beliefs, well, no matter what it is. And they they don't or, they don't respect the greatest president slash man that ever lived okay. in the history of the okay. world on I that like show your accent change that's weird <laughs> yeah the sarcasm <laughs> sarcasm on the daily show goes over people's heads sometimes but we also live yes. in a world where shit is so crazy sarcasm is a tough thing to pull off oh yeah everybody assumes you to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> telling the truth well our leader's so honest so i think that's uh, that's exactly right that's, that's what really... i'm trying to say eleanor <laughs> is he's the I'm only sorry. one telling us the I'm truth sorry, you're right he's me, the truth me, teller. me and the kids i grew up with in kansas are some of the only people who understand how things that's really are so weird and we post and we post about it on facebook every day i've, I've seen it and the I've other most of other it. 30 people we grew up with <laughs> happen to like it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's got to be The Daily Show. All the late shows are totally driven by this idiot in office. I mean, 
Yeah. It's so much great material. Like, how can you pass it up? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. You just try to find the angle that nobody else has on it. True. But, but even if he was doing a great job, it didn't matter because he's such a nut. It's it's uh, wide open material. I mean, they, The Daily Show has lasted for decades now through yeah. different presidencies. and Yeah. I mean, it's not like when Obama was in office, the Daily Show was like, "We have nothing to talk about now." Yeah. Oh yeah, they so, found what to mock. Yeah, yeah there's still great. there's still always something to mock. It's just the the issue I would guess, and I don't I don't know for sure on this, is that Trump supporters are so insanely loyal with some stuff. Yeah, they're like anytime anyone makes a joke, like I'll I'll just see a video someone posts of like Colbert doing like one joke and then you read the comments on it and it's like insane people <laughs> I mean, yeah you're, and they've taken like, it to the most extreme yeah. place yeah, you're like, and there's the nothing fuck? you can do to defend that yeah because yeah, we're outnumbered oh, uh, yeah. big but surprise hey. coming from the liberals who have children locked up in their basements you're wait like, what what <laughs> that's a that's a weird assessment that's a, everyone odd. knows Colbert is over there with like I don't think Colbert's kidnapping children, despite. I, the, yeah, I think he's all right. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's but always. The other side too. The other side goes crazy too. They're all, I think the whole world is just topsy turvy, right? You got to go one way or the other. There's no. Yeah. Neutral I'm going to anymore. Portland in a week, two weeks, and I'm nervous. Like, is there's I all hope, this I hope Antifa, Antifa up there throwing shit at people? Oh, I'll fight yeah. everybody. I'm a street fighter. Proud I don't boys shit. out there <laughs> punching <laughs> people and shit. Yeah, Proud just, boys. Punch, I got no problem punching somebody. The most homoerotic right wing group name hell? of all time. That's a lot of punching. You need to <laughs> wear some pads. I'm a street fighter. I'm from South Philly. I'll fight the <laughs> whole <laughs> fucking neighborhood. Both sides are going to be getting the bat. Yeah. You know? Up there. Yeah. You, I don't know wow. who's who. Wait, wait, which side are you? I don't care for that side either. <laughs> I'm, I'm a middle ground walker. I'm not on anybody's <laughs> side. I'm in my own world. Middle ground walker. The Eleanor Kerrigan story. Yeah. Just walking down the street. With Pick a, a side, lady. Back. Pick a side. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. You're amazing. Yeah, pleasure. Uh, Do you have things you want to promote? Shows yes, or the Daily no. Show, no. Crank Yankers. <laughs> My name is Roy Wood Junior. Google Roy me. Wood <laughs> nice. Jr. Google him. That's Google it. Voice. What was that thing you brought up? Like I'm gonna have to Google Google Voice. Yeah, is that a real thing? It's digital telephone. Okay, you, you don't have to make, rub it in. I you get. Can, no, you can I make phone. It's like Skype, but just Google instead of Skype. Ask Rick if he knows how to Skype. Uh, yeah, listen. but you can just use Skype as a phone. It doesn't have <laughs> to doesn't have a, to do it doesn't have to be a video component. Yeah, I don't you know. Just, that's true. I don't know how to do any of it. I oh, did yeah. it. I'm I not learning. I ain't learning thing. either. Oh, I like WhatsApp. I like that. It's in that ballpark. Google Voice is in that WhatsApp okay. ballpark. Okay. Because we, we were in Australia, so you use that to like, oh, when you're out yeah. of the country. Yeah, yeah. Overseas calls. Killer. Yeah. Yeah, WhatsApp. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Then I called my mom every day. She's like, what are you doing? I thought I wasn't <laughs> going to hear from you. I'm like, damn. <laughs> nah. She hates me down under too. I got dick to promote. Nothing. The- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Not this guy's, this guy's, not pro- this guy's promoting say, dick. I have nothing. Wait a minute. We're talking about some jack shit. Not like <laughs> the dick. finest, the finest dick in Hollywood is Brought here tonight. To you guys. Some dick. <laughs> Wait till you see this dick. <laughs> We're talking dick out of Birmingham. <laughs> so yeah, that's it, man. Thank you cool. so Thanks much. For That's being amazing. On, You're awesome. Appreciate Thank it. you for coming down, stopping by, All good. All killing good. it in the main room. Yeah. Good times. Thank you for listening to the Comedy Store podcast. 